We need to put some holdo maneuvers. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Holdo Maneuver Podcast. I'm Mark, and with me again, as always, is my friend Mike here. We're a bunch of nouns. We're getting together. Yeah. Uh, and then this week we have a a new guest joining us, uh, Adam. How do you pronounce your last name, Adam? I don't want to. Malloy. 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 Okay. Malloy. Yeah. Adam Malloy. Uh, so uh, we did another episode like this earlier in November. This episode will probably be out in December, but it's part of our characters we're thankful for series that we decided you to do this just year. Keep it going. Do it whenever. Yeah. Well, I. It was, it was meant to be like themed around American kind of Thanksgiving to be like, oh, thankful for. But yeah, so this is episode 60 of the podcast. Uh, and so the last episode we talked about Princess Leia, Leia Organa. This week we're going to talk about her brother, Luke Skywalker, which is Whitey Pants, <laughs> which is Adam's favorite Star Wars character. Uh, mm-hmm. But before we get into that, I do I believe, have something I got to ask. Yeah, you. I believe Mike had something to say. Why did Lou Skywalker never become a stand-up comedian? Mm, couldn't hack it. <laughs> no, he could hack it because most comedians are hacks. But it's because all his dad jokes were always on the dark side. Stunning. Yeah. So th- this is our podcast, Adam. Uh, <laughs> Love it. I thought so, it was perfect because it said his dad jokes were always on the dark. Like it just fit. Yeah. Yeah. So perfect. Usually we do or like a round robin, but Mike likes to call it a square sparrow. Uh, so I'm going to drop him out while I let you introduce uh, why. Uh, Luke is your favorite, kind of like preliminary why Luke is your favorite character, and specifically. Right. It's uh, it's kind of the idea. I know it's, you know, I know it's an archetype, but it's the idea of somebody, it's, it's essentially hope personified, which I think is always really great to have in any piece of media. So it's the fact that he's sort of the everyman, you know, it's, he's plucked out of obscurity and it's proof that anybody can be special. Anybody can be the hero. And so as a kid, I got picked on a lot, you know, I got bullied and, you know, I'm a star Wars nerd. So that checks out, but I really saw myself in him and I feel like so many people do. And that's really why I gravitated towards him. You know, I, I think every kid, Growing up, you know, a lot of people want to be like, oh, yeah, I'm like Han Solo. I was never that guy. And uh, I was never that cool. And I acknowledge that. But in the end, you know, he's he's the one that I that I latch on to always throughout, you know, these 50 years now at this point. Nice. Uh, Mike, what are like some of the reasons why you like Luke Skywalker? Luke's a hard one for me because while... Without him, we wouldn't really have the series. We wouldn't have what we have. He's still quintessential. Like like Adam said, he was just a dude trying to go to Tosh to get some power converters, and he went on this epic adventure and became an amazing Jedi. Like, every kid's dream. Like, I never related to Han, personally. I thought he was funny. 
Like he was that funny, cool kid, but I knew my place, if you will. Um, well, Luke, it's just more in the sequel trilo- trilogy is more where I was like, that's that that makes me thankful for him because he could have been this shining knight example and blah blah blah, but then he, he failed and he took it so hard that he just became this grizzled old man who wants to live in the middle of nowhere, threw the map away. And I was like, that's real to me. He's, he was real. It wasn't this shining knight that saves the day. Like he failed and had to get up, failed and had to get up. So he'd say he was, he was someone who overcame stuff, overcame whatever. And that just, to me, you needed that when I was growing up. So, uh, you know, yeah, like Yoda said to him in, in the last Jedi failure, is the greatest teacher or mm-hmm. as yoda would say it failure the greatest teacher is so, uh but yeah i think like also like growing up for me i liked uh luke a lot um i mean that that saber was first i mean technically chronologically it was anakin's saber first <laughs> viewing order wise and how i experienced it that was luke's saber first um so like i had wanted that for like so so badly like growing up and then even more so like after uh the prequel trilogy because I'm, I'm a big anakin guy too but this is about his son not <laughs> not about him uh but yeah like that'll be something too that i want to get into a little bit later in this is who who actually is the chosen one as it were uh is it luke or is it anakin or is it somebody else uh but like yeah Maybe growing up yeah. Maybe there isn't a chosen one. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's Jar Jar. Maybe maybe Jar Jar is chosen one. Yeah. Could be that uh, dude with the giant cone head. Oh, Kiati Mundi. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah. I think just growing up too, like like you were saying, Adam too, is like everyone like wanted to be Han or would say that they wanted to be Han, but the the people. Or I guess like a certain sect of, of I don't know, like younger <laughs> dudes or or younger women too, uh, or however, uh, watching it maybe leaned more towards Luke, just because of more of like his hero's journey, like within in the films there too, and that's something that I I'd like us to talk about with that too is just in general, like kind of is like his hero's journey, like journey from like where we begin with him in a new hope to then empire then return of the jedi Um, we kind of touch a little bit like on all the stuff we kind of see him in there too because like he shows up a bit there in uh mandalorian at the end of season two there Um, a little bit of book of boba fett uh, and then and then much later on in the sequel trilogy there too uh (laughs) he'll keep coming back and kind of like we did also for when we were talking about leia and talking about carrie fisher i I think uh we definitely obviously need to talk about mark hamill as as performer for luke as well oh we we also have young luke just like we had a young leia in the obi-wan kenobi series too he gets a little bit less screen time Mm-hmm. Than, than Leia did, which which is good because like Luke gets enough screen time. In, I was all looked out in the at films. That point. Yeah. yeah, 
you're, and it's you're interesting. A Sorry, lukewarm. Lukewarm. <laughs> the, the internal temperature of a tata. <laughs> oh, it's just gonna, it's gonna loop. <laughs> it's just gonna loop. Yeah. It's interesting that um, both of you said that growing up, people would relate to Han. Now, Mark and I grew up in the same time frame, in the same area, basically next to each other. And I don't remember anyone besides like me and him talking about Star Wars in our little world. Like, I don't. That's just like it just didn't happen because we were in the dark ages, as you see, as it as it is, between Star Wars movies. And I remember when the digitally enhanced sequels came out, not the prequels. Forgot what they're called. Special edition. Yeah, there you go. That's the word. That was like the first big moment where you heard about Star Wars outside of if you didn't know what it was already. So it's just interesting. Yeah. Because we, we just didn't have that. Like I don't remember ever hearing about it ever. Now it's everywhere. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, for me, I think I sort of dragged my friends into it. So it was just like a like a black hole. I just like sucked them in. Sarlacc pit, whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I remember, I have this memory of as a kid um, in recess, I, w- I was also a theater kid. So I was just trying to like put together a Star Wars play and I had nice. no producing experience. I, I was like, oh yeah, I got to play. I, I didn't have a script. And I, I was like, well, of course I'm going to play Luke Skywalker. <laughs> and I basically anybody that bullied me i'd said okay well you know now you're gonna be a, a pig guard which i didn't know they're gamorian guards but like right. i so basically like i lorded over my friends i said no i know about star wars so like i kind of sucked them into the orbit i think right. but it was yeah it was you know that was around when the special edition was coming out so it was coming back but mm. i i really don't know how i actually got into star wars because my parents yeah. are not fans so i i really don't know I, I don't remember the first time I watched it either, but I remember playing the Super Nintendo video game where with Luke as the character and hating him with all my passion because he always died and didn't do what I wanted him to do. Because that those games are impossible. Exactly. <laughs> I know that now. They Oh, gosh. Yeah. I remember screaming at him very loudly <laughs> that he sucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever I thought was funny language at that age. Yeah, I think, uh, like you were saying there too, is that uh, to kind of put it in like other terms, too, we, all, we all kind of, it seems like we're all, we were all kind of the Eric Foremans of our, our friend groups <laughs> with, with like, like how, we, how much we were into Star Wars and like how specifically much like he, like if anybody that watched like that show, like how much Eric identified with Luke uh, on that show too. Uh, to this day, I go like this with doors, like okay. I'm actually opening mm-hmm. them. I think everybody of a certain age would be like, well, even like little kids now would be doing that too. I'd like, you just, you just kind of just subtly do it as you, as you walk by like a door. And then if it doesn't open, then you just think of the Simpsons and you're like, oh, who did I sell my soul to? And that's <laughs> why the door's not opening. I think of Jay and Silent Bob, we're like, knock it off. <laughs> Actually, well, we can we can segue to that really quick. Now that you it brought it up, we, yeah, we talked about Carrie Fisher last time with like showing up in Giant Silent Bob Strike Back. She was the nun in that. Mm-hmm. Mark Hamill had a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. like meteor role. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, a little bit ham fisted. Yeah, yeah. 
hey kids, it's Mark Hamill. Uh, but yeah, like playing Sea Knocker. Yeah, because I don't, want, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to say say it and then like have this video get taken down. But mm-hmm. just just look Rooster up. Who, yeah, there you go. Go on IMDb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just rock a doodle, but not that. Uh, but yeah, Rhymes I just like I, I, what. Rhymes with smock. Yes. We're spending too much time on this. Anyways, uh, like when he showed up in, in that, I think, because that was the first, like, I watched Kevin Smith's movies in a, like a very weird order. Cause that was the first one I saw of his films. A movie, like, basically, essentially, like, his Avengers movie where it brought in all of his characters mm-hmm. he had done up until that point. The movie's called James Bond Bob Strike Back, too, so it's already. Ki- and Will Ferrell for some reason. Oh, yeah named a character that alludes to uh land of the lost because he's marshall will and holly <laughs> who would then go on to be in the land of the lost movie later on um but i just i remember like luke well, yeah not luke mark hamill in <laughs> james Bond trick mm-hmm. back as himself playing c knocker and that and the whole scene there was, was funny um it was like not don't mess again. with it yeah, don't mess with the Jedi <laughs> Master, son. Um, but yeah, I mean, between like like Mark Hamill's like roles like within Star Wars, and then like all of his voice work that he's done as well too. Obviously, uh, people are gonna know that definitely. For, so if he, if he had to be uh, known for two things for his career on screen, it would probably be Luke. And then voice over or voice artist wise, it would be for the Joker. The Joker, uh, yeah, yeah. So, and, and it's like, and they're all at like two different sides of, of the spectrum, character wise. For mm-hmm. uh, for you, Adam, what we as as an artist for Mark Hamill, what is it that you like about? Mark Hamill himself, kind of like in like what he's done in his different roles and how he's come to them. Um, I love that he's he plays everything very earnestly, but also the fact that he can poke fun at himself. He can lean into the Star Wars thing. You know, he's he's got this huge list of cameos. You know, he's on The Simpsons. He, there's an episode of Just Shoot Me that I remember seeing as a kid that oh, yeah. he was really really great in. But <laughs> uh. It was that and, uh, yeah, with the Joker, you know, he even talks about the fact that when he was auditioning for that, he was on the way and he said, you know, I know I'm not going to get this. They're not going to cast Luke Skywalker as the Joker. He's the most iconic villain of all time. They're not going to cast Luke. He, he, you know, he was rehearsing his sides on the you know, 405 in L.A. And he said, yeah, I'm not going to get this. And of course, like whenever you say mm-hmm. I'm not going to get this, that's the one yes. you book anyway. But yes, so the fact that. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Just say that every single time you're going to be fine. But. Yeah, he he just went into it just thinking, you know what, I'm going to have fun with this. I'm going to lean all the way into it. And I I don't think he's ever held back on something. You can't ever accuse Mark Hamill of mailing something in. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Which is something I really appreciate, you know. In Maybe terms holiday of the, special. Yeah, that's <laughs> that might <laughs> be mail it. That in. We'll talk more about that next week. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, how about, how about you, Mike? What would have been like some of your favorite things like about Mark Hamill? I mean, just the person, the actor, person. 
I, it's just amazing where he pops up. Like, yeah, he was the Joker, but just going through his IMDb page, there's so many random voices he's done and characters he's played, and you wouldn't know it. Okay. Like, it's just crazy. Like, he was even voice characters in Star Wars, the sequel. Oh, yeah. Star Wars mm-hmm. stuff. It's just, you wouldn't never have guessed it because you don't see his face. Like, Han Solo, Harrison Ford, everywhere. Huge star. But then you think Mark Hamill's like, oh, he was just a schlub. He didn't do anything. But you look, and he did so much. He did more. He did way more. And it's yeah. just crazy. Like, I don't have a specific favorite. I just love the fact that all of a sudden he pops up somewhere and you're like, hey, there he is. Yeah. He just keeps on going. And I don't know if you guys have seen it, but he, there was a, it was like a mockumentary that he did like years ago. He directed it too, where he, and he plays himself the comic book, the movie. Mm-hmm. Or it's like this, like mockumentary where he like shot. I don't know if it was shot like at San Diego Comic Con or shot shot at a con, but it's like him like going around basically like all of the different people that he would know from like voice work and on screen work, and it's just like this kind of tongue in cheek, uh, kind of like in in the style of like this is Spinal Tapper. You know, like one of like the Christopher Guest kind of like mockumentaries like that, mm-hmm. um, but I. It's a, I would highly recommend it to people too. If because if anyone's seen Alan Tudyk does a did like a mini, like a like a smaller show called Con Man too, that it's kind of like in that same vibe as it. So if anyone's ever, these are two very small things. I don't know if anyone's seen, but like <laughs> comic, yeah, comic book, the movie. I would definitely recommend to people to check out because it's, I think a lesser known thing that he did, and it's him playing a like a version of himself in it, and it's. Just like him leaning into everything from just like Luke Skywalker stuff to Joker stuff in there too. So if you are a fan of Mark Hamill in general, um, I would highly recommend checking that out. Uh, so the like the next thing I'd like I want to kind of talk about with like Luke too is now Mike, you've kind of you brought up the sequel trilogy and then of course we have the original trilogy with his character development between like the first three films, like where we meet him in like a new hope, you know, like a farm boy and that you kind of get like the classic hero's journey to like, uh, after spoilers for a very now 40 plus year old movie, uh, when uncle and Aunt Peru, uh, go to the barbecue, um, come French fries. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Uh, but when he comes home, he sees that they're, they're dead. And then, you know, starts off on his journey there, kind of thrust into it from that. Uh, and then we see the progression, like between like training with Yoda and Empire Strikes Back to kind of like fully embracing like Jedi knighthood in Return of the Jedi. Uh, and even like the glimpses that like we've, we saw of him, like in like the Mandalorian, like where you kind of get the the Luke version of that scene from the end of Rogue One, but now it's Luke taking out a bunch of Empire uh, remnant First Order precursor adjacent type, uh, you know, like the dark. What was it like the the dark, dark troopers? Yeah, dark troopers yeah. on here, and it's, it's if people have seen it, there's some cool edits too of like that his like this scene cut together with the the vader scene in rogue one and, and you can just kind of see like how similar some of the moves are too mm-hmm. uh 
and then of course uh, in the sequel trilogy these <laughs> they sold five seconds in force awakens uh and then like his his very prominent role in last jedi uh, with uh, teaching ray in that film and then and then spoiler again for last jedi where he basically you know exerts like all of that force power comes one with the force and then he's a force ghost in rise of skywalker Th through that journey uh, like what are some of your your favorite moments of his character development through the his story and through the, those films adam um i so in the in the original trilogy i love that he basically takes the trajectory of anyone learning a new skill set or learning something new whereas when he starts training with obi-wan on the falcon he's doing the remote drill and he he's instantly just like as soon as he starts to get it he goes oh my gosh this is really cool i love this and then you see that progression into empire where he realizes that this is really hard and when he trains with somebody else he realizes that there's going to be loss there's going to be sacrifice this is not all going to be easy and then like you said him moving into return of the jedi where he settles into knighthood but it's really in my opinion just kind of what he thinks jedi knighthood is yeah you know, he's, you know, I, I love the beginning, the third or the first act of Return of the Jedi because it's, you know, it's a swashbuckler pirate movie, basically. It's, and I, I wondered as a kid why I loved it so much, but it's just Luke with like that signature Luke Skywalker, like chopping wood lightsaber style, just, you know, <laughs> and, you know, that's, that's what he thinks that being a Jedi is. And you can even tell in his demeanor, he's, you know, if Alec Guinness trained you, that's the way you would talk. Everybody says, oh, Luke's very stoic. He's, you know, and he's sort of, I think, putting that on because yeah. he thinks that's how Jedi are supposed to act. And then, you know, you see him with the Emperor once he finally stops fighting, that's when he embraces being a Jedi and wins. And so I love that arc, and I love that in the sequels he does have to do that again, because you don't, you know, you don't end up in a certain spot and stay there. Yeah. Or if Progress you do, then you're... Straight line. Yeah, it's like, you, 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 or if you do, you know, it's not that interesting and it's not a story. Yeah. So, you know, that, but I love that original trilogy arc because it kind of, it's very relatable. And I think that's why a lot of people relate to Luke because that's kind of how everybody acts when they're learning a new skill set or trying, you know, going on a new journey. I agree. And how about, hey, Mike, because you, you said you've leaned towards the, the sequel trilogy. So, and we kind of like already hinted at it too. Like he essentially evolves into Hermit Obi Wan. Mm -hmm more or less because that's who we learned from um but what is it that besides the green milk what is it that you like the <laughs> Blue most milk? yeah no but in that in last year it's green I milk. i don't remember but um you just look at his story like then mo the more i think about it the more stuff comes out you look at leia had where she got put and how she had all this confidence all this upbringing she didn't need to know who her father was because she thought Val was her father. And then Luke had Uncle Owen, and he just seems like he was a bastard to him the more we learned. The more, like, Luke yearned to have this father that loved him, and he never truly got it, except for, like, when he burns his dad. Like, he has to basically bury his dad. Like, he's got that brief little window where Vader, like, protects him and throws the Emperor in the pit and and then he goes, he tries to rebuild the Jedi Order, and like he's just full of failures he has to overcome. And that's a compelling story to me than 
oh, your dad is the greatest villain Jedi ever, and now you are too. Happy ended. Like, they, I'm glad they didn't do that because it just adds that layer of like, oh my God, he failed so bad at what he was trying to do. He decided to throw his X Wing in the ocean and just live amongst these, I don't know what they were called, drinking the milk all day. And when Ray comes to see him, he's just like this old curmudgeon, not like Obi Wan, who was like, "Oh yes, I knew your father. Here's his lightsaber. Look, put, look in, look at it." Like, yeah. But and then he had to make the decision, like, "Okay, I got to get out of my shit and help you guys in whatever way I can, even if that means me dying and becoming a Force ghost, if you will." Like, yeah. His story, like, they gave him an arc. They didn't just okay, here's Plateau and just leave him there. And every time you see him thereafter, he's just this amazing Jedi savior of the universe. They let him yeah. fall back down. Yeah, and I think Hamill oh. plays that so well. Like, you don't really appreciate Luke until the sequel comes, in my opinion, until the sequel trilogy. Because he's been through it, a little bit more, I guess. Yeah, because in the, like, in the first episode four it's all new to him it's all shiny it's all excitement then empire comes out and it's kind of like that i love empire it's a great movie but luke in that is just like overzealous and he gets knocked down then he comes back in jedi and he's just huge hero again but then he has this moment where he almost kills the emperor and or so he's like he's like that hesitation of the dark side when they're in that scene and they quickly subdue that. And then you don't see anything for years. And we get that cool resolution in the sequel trilogy. Yeah. And I do like, too, that he's, like, not a perfect, like, character. You right. Know, like, not, mm -hmm. like... Like, he even... He brings it up a little bit in, like, The Last Jedi. Like, like the legend of, of Luke Skywalker is, like, bigger than, like, him right. as an actual, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. being. And talking, like... Basically, like all the stuff he learns about the Jedi post Return of the Jedi, and he's like, "Oh, oh, oh, man!" <laughs> oh. There's like, a lot we've all learned since yeah, Return mm -hmm. of the Jedi. The sacred texts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like all, like that's some of my favorite stuff in there too. Is be because he's not a perfect person. Like he makes like that mistake with with uh, Ben, aka Kylo, like. Mm. He's like he, he tries that, to kill him. Well, yeah, yeah, that momentary like laughs of like judgment, just long enough where like like Ben wakes up and is like, "Hey, uh, Uncle, uh, what, what, what you, you trying to kill I mean, me?" Was it a lapse of judgment, or was it the smart thing to do that he quickly was like, "I can't kill someone because it's not part of the Jedi way." I don't know. I don't know. He, I don't he got know. he got that that little glimpse of the future, and he read it in a certain way, but he didn't read always in mo motion at the future yeah. is um but yeah i liked that about it too and then like part of my one of my favorite things in the last jedi too is like his whole thing with ray in there too he's like what what am i gonna do go take on the the entire first order with uh uh, uh just the laser sword <laughs> and mm. then the fact that he he does, does it yeah. does do that yeah. and i like for like people paying attention during that scene you're like wait how does he have why does he have the blue mm. Anakin saber there that we just saw get ripped in half like a couple yeah. scenes ago? Mm -hmm. um, so I always 
Well, as we saw in Ahsoka, he can quickly build a lightsaber. Yeah. And... yeah. I just love that it's also just like, how can I get in Kylo's head the most? Yeah. You know, let, let me change how he looked the last time he saw me. I'm going to have a cool outfit, um, cool lightsaber that he's always wanted. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing. Everything you just said was wrong. And, you know, you, going back to the, the Legend of Luke Skywalker thing, too, I, I love that. And I love that they that he, you know, talked about that because, you know, it, it would be impossible to live up to the legend that a certain group of the fans uh, seemed to want from The Last Jedi, where they wanted him to okay. take down a lightsaber or take down a Star Destroyer with the Force and have six lightsabers and force, you know, yeah. use Force lightning on everything and become a god. And that's, that's a video game. That's, you know, and so the fact that's that circular. he... Yeah, that's the fact that he and you know he still love, could do it. Yeah, the the, the game still could do it. The game is fun, but it's just like that is not an interesting story, you know, in terms of a character. Like right. Luke, Luke Skywalker doing that, you know, he 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 did the most Jedi thing he possibly could to solve that conflict. Didn't spill a drop of blood. Wasn't actually there. Bought time for the resistance to escape. Bought time for the red, <laughs> for the Jedi Order to essentially rebuild. So you know, I I love that he. He did the most powerful thing he could and used probably the most powerful force power that he possibly could, but he didn't have to kill anyone to do it. Nice. He even Just used himself. the force to he even <laughs> used the force to knock over Mike's mic. <laughs> He's no, that, that was good. the dog. That okay. was the dog. Shaking <laughs> underneath the table. Uh but yeah, I mean I I just and then so we have there's this little bit of Luke that we have in this like current like Mando verse era uh, currently right now. That's like a mix of, I, and I feel that I forget the performer's name who's like doing that actual like, like physical, like work for Luke within it. Uh, Mike's mm-hmm. gonna look it up while, I, while I'm talking about that's it. Right. I, I know that Mark Hamill is on set doing parts of the performance as well too, um, and that it's like a mixture of like his work the person's name that Mike's looking up right now is work the, like the respeacher technology, like the deep fake technology. Mm-hmm. It's like a con, like a yeah. conglomeration of like all of this stuff into like this. Max Lloyd. Lloyd. Okay. Max is that who that is? I think there's two of them. I think there was yeah, one I mean, for Mando and one for book of Boba Fett. Fett. Yeah. And then I know it's a different, they, they hired someone that did like a deep fake of that scene on yeah. YouTube for to come in for the book of Boba Fett version. But what, it, what's kind of like your take on like that little era of Luke where he's trained, he's, he's kind of, he's setting up that new Jedi order that may or may not be the one that Ben Solo is in, in the, in those uh, sequel trilogy flashbacks. And where he's training Grogu for that like short period of time, and also, also giving him like a dealing in absolutes kind of choice there too. It's like, wait, wait, Luke, <laughs> that that's only Sith deals in absolutes, mm. and that yeah. statement yeah. in and of itself is also an absolute. Yeah. So, and that's that's how you get Darth Grogu. Yeah, Darth so, yeah. Grogu. That, that's why Grogu's going to show up in the that new Ray trilogy and be like, so I'm the bad guy in this. <laughs> So according to this, Mark Hamill played Luke Skywalker in Book of Boba Fett. Hmm. I, I think it's like a mixture of like all yeah. this different stuff. I am to be is is letting me down. I, it, I remember the first name being Graham. 
I just said mm-hmm. I'll remember it in like an hour. <laughs> well, but... yeah. So, like, what what is I guess so? Like, what are your guys' takes on like this like this Mando era Luke, which kind of seems like it is partially giving like some of those fans that wanted you know like the the Luke that pulls down the the Star Destroyer kind of Luke uh, mixed with. Uh, because it's like just like five years after Return of the Jedi for this version of Luke. So what do you guys think? Uh, I think that, yeah, it's kind of, uh, I think Luke hit a few stumbling blocks. And I think it's showing that he's still finding his footing with that Jedi Order. And I think he kind of slips back into that whole hero thing. And that's why you mm-hmm. kind of get that action sequence. And, you know, they also, you know, set it up so that he doesn't have to actually kill a person. You know, he's just chopping through droids. So you know, they still want to maintain that kind of nonviolence thing. But there's also, there's a bit, there's a, a Luke scene that I love in Battlefront 2 um, on PS4. And basically there's, oh, a, yeah. you know, it, again, spoilers for a six-year-old game at this point. But he he saves an Imperial and the Imperial says, you know, why, why did you save me? He goes, well, because you asked. And I said, okay, that's Luke Skywalker. You know, it's, it's, it's the same thing. He's kind of chopping through a bunch of alien bugs and so they don't want to, show him killing too many people kills a couple stormtroopers but it's that same thing it's you kind of get that sort of it appeases the people that want that power fantasy (laughs) but also it's the same character you just see him kind of stumbling and learning as he sets up that new jedi order or orders depending on which one it is yeah yeah Yeah, essentially my thought is it's just luke trying to do something with very little guidance yet again doing the best he can He's gonna fail. He's gonna do the. It's just. It just kind of felt uh, forced, if you will. <laughs> him, the Grogu stuff, where he's like, you see him like, like they were forcing the oh that's Yoda's kid, vibe, having him do the same thing he Yoda did for him for Grogu. But. Yeah, yeah, where it was kind of like almost like the inverse of like the right. Yoda, Yoda. Uh, Luke scene, but it's just like Grogu <laughs> uh, and Luke scene there, but he's even like riding on his back and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the only interesting thing you think like is Grogu had a father figure he wanted to be with, so he was just like, I don't care about being a Jedi. Where yeah. in Luke's story is like, I must be a Jedi because suddenly my father was a Jedi and like he's better than Uncle Ellen, so. One of the things in this era, too, that I, I kind of hope that they maybe play around with more, I thought maybe we might have seen it in the Ahsoka series, was Ahsoka's in that book of Boba Fett episode, too, like, hanging out, essentially, I guess, with Luke. And I would like to see, if there's any interaction of two characters, I'd like to see more of it be, like, those two, just because of that shared connection <laughs> they have of animals. <laughs> slash vader yeah like she says like something that's like oh you're so much like your your dad or something. like within that book of books so like, I, want, I want more of like that stuff i want to know mm. what's going on well there, like, ahsoka with takes place how short after jedi uh well well we find oh, out with ahsoka that it that it's after season three of book of Boba Fett because of like what they talk yeah. about with like okay. Moth, I couldn't remember. Off Gideon and whatnot. So I was like, because uh, my whole theory going into Ahsoka was that, like, maybe like that first half of it was going to, like, lead up to, like, where we see her in Book of Boba Fett. And then they drop, like, that. Be like, this is where we are in the timeline. 
mm. line, basically. And they're like, oh, well, there goes that that theory of it's going to catch up to that. Um, but I, I would like to see more of that just because I think there's like story potential there with with those two kind of interacting with one another. Now, if we do see more of Luke within like this Mando era, do you want, I guess, what's your opinion on, on them continuing to do this like kind of amalgamation of it? Should because really. like, <laughs> yeah, I guess because I mean, this way it's still involving Mark Hamill in, in some form or function, um, like being there for it. Or if they're gonna have more Luke on screen at this point with like doing different stuff as his character during this era, should they just recast someone yeah. for that time? Like, I remember like, there's like a huge campaign for a very long time for just to have Sebastian Stan play like as a fan cast for that that era of luke because of how similar he kind of looks to 1970s early 1980s mark hamill um if if he continues on what would would you just want it the same way they've been doing it or would you want them at this point just to have, like have mark hamill hand the baton over to somebody else to i'd want him to recast it personally yeah i'm on team recast like you can't hold on to the images of those from the, like you just can't. You just you're gonna just make such crap if you do, because then it's more about seeing that person than the story, seeing Mark Hamill, seeing Carrie Fisher, seeing Harrison Ford than it is telling a good story. Like yeah. that's what you want people to yeah. focus on. And you're not you're not gonna get as good of a performance no matter what out of right. that amalgamation of whatever they do than if they just cast someone else. And so, yeah, I, I, I think if, if they really feel like they need to keep the legacy characters going, then I think they should recast them. And I think you get more longevity out of that anyway. And they can or, have bigger roles in these stories if you want them to. Yeah, or they can animate little, it. A little bit cheaper. Mark Hamill can voice it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And he did a Forces of Destiny or something a couple of years ago. Yeah. You, you can, you know, you can hear the age in his voice a little bit, but you know, it's mm. it's still him. It's great. Oh yeah, that's kind of like the same thing in like Dial of Destiny, where like they de-aged Harrison, Harrison Ford in that, but mm -hmm. he still sounds like eight-year-old Harrison Ford. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At least, it, at least it's not Robert De Niro Irishman, where he's like supposed to be like twenty-five and that and he's like <laughs> kicking somebody like he's in his eighties because he is in his eighties. Hey, he's got a new baby. <laughs> <laughs> and even Harrison Ford when he was in his you know late 30s like he still had the old man energy anyway oh, and so I think I think that totally works yeah. eternal, eternally old grumpy man energy yeah. <laughs> like since he was like in his 20s yeah my hero uh, great yeah. uh, and also like the because the re-speecher thing it, it, it sounds okay with Vader and like James Earl Jones like signed off like basically like the rights to his voice listen for like Vader to continue on as long as I wanted to, because that already is kind of supposed to be like a mechanized like right. voice modulator, anyways. Breathing and all that stuff around it. Yeah, so that already sounds closer. I mean, that doesn't sound as weirdly robotic as it as it technically is because it's already kind of supposed to be that way. Whereas live with Luke, it's just like a yeah. dude dude talking. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. and, Recast and. Train with the people who are still alive to get the characters right. Yeah, and I, th yeah. I think I think Mark Hamill would also be on board with that. I think he would gladly hand off the baton and be yeah. super supportive of whoever ended up getting cast. But I, you know, I, I think also with those characters, like the more 
the more of a barrier you can put in between, you know, like, like for Vader's voice. It's it's kind of like in Rogue One with the Tarkin thing. Oh, yeah. I think I think that you know I think that was great for the time, and I thought it looked really great. But if you would have just put him in a hologram or something, I would have bought that a hundred and ten percent. And and I think the same thing with like a deep fake Luke. I think yeah, if he's talking through a hologram or there's some distortion, you know, you can mm-hmm. get away with a lot more. But if they want him to be main characters, yeah, I think you got to recast. Yeah, because I feel like, especially because they're gonna with like the the Filoni kind of like Mando kind of team up movie that they're gonna end up getting to. I feel like they're gonna have Luke in that because they've introduced him in Mando and then he was in Book of Fett. So I think at at that point they're he's gonna be part of whatever that team of these characters coming together in those stories is, which should be interesting. But yeah, like you're saying, and I I think too that. Mark Hamill had to like kind of uh, signed off or like been cool with the idea of like when the Sebastian Stan like fan casting was like going around of playing a, a younger Luke. Like he was like, oh yeah, I like Sebastian Stan. That'd be cool with me if he played him. So yeah. um, you'll and, never get accepted 100% acceptance. So you just yeah. bite the bullet and do it. And... Yeah. It's because I mean, like, like you guys were saying too, like with the deep fake, it's, <clears> it's always going to. No matter how good, it, like potentially gets technology wise, but that it's always gonna have like this hint of like, on County Valley to it that is, is there's something like, just not quite right with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but and and speaking of kind of like handing the baton off and whatnot too, with with the character of Luke Skywalker too, like just kind of like the cultural impact of the character and becoming like a symbol of like in the power of storytelling and which often gets like referenced or in, has like influenced like so many like sci-fi stories like since star wars came out you could probably name off like so many like like films in like in the 80s that were trying to kind of uh kind of pull like that kind of archetype of luke skywalker like into like the the characters for their their films and like even like now today like with stuff like that too like even though like the it's it's a very different movie but kind of similar in the same way like the last starfighter is kind of kind of sort of like a luke skywalker archetype in that mm-hmm. um but like what do what do you guys think about kind of like the lasting cultural impact of luke and like how that character is still influencing like different movies and books and stories and stuff that are coming out now. Yeah, it's uh, it's an archetype that's existed for such a long time, and it and it, it really brought it to the forefront. I think, and like you said, in the '80s, people wanted to jump onto that, and so yeah, I don't think it's gonna it's gonna go away. And I think that it really Luke Skywalker appearing in these movies really bumped that up. And like we were saying too, it's the fact that not only was he that archetype of this, you know, farm boy, nobody that turned into the one, the chosen one, whatever you want to call it, but they also gave him a third act that, you know, he struggled, he, he sort of reverted, he, you know, he had to come to terms with things. So it, it, it took that archetype and then added to it. And so I think that really opens up a lot of other stories too. You can, you can create more complex archetypes you can combine types of characters and that's sort of what happened eventually with luke so i think that's kind of the lasting impact there too is you can expand on these archetypes exactly and when i think about it 
Luke Skywalker is mentioned culturally way more than just about any other Star Wars character. He's referenced, or like Mark Hamill is asked to play him more than any other. You'd think Han Solo, but not really. It's just like his character and what Hamill put into him has lasted 50 years. People still want to see that character because of how it resonates and how it's uh, can, you can it's tangible that that's like that, that you could be that character more than any other one. Yeah, uh, I think like a lot of I think modern characters or like more contemporary characters are almost a con- like a, an amalgamation of both like Luke's like if you mix Luke Skywalker with uh, Marty McFly. That kind of feels like what that's what like a lot of like the if there's like a main male hero or you know character that's gonna have like this hero progression or development and something the character is usually some kind of mix or on one farther side of the spectrum one or another of, of those two characters like and you can see that in like a bunch of stuff whether it's like like Huey, maybe like even kind of like in like the boys is is kind of like that, uh, or even I, don't know, I said that and now that's the only one that I could think of, uh, but or like even like kind of like a Tom Holland's version of Peter Parker's is kind of like a a good he's he's more Marty McFly than he is Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I don't know I think you, you can really see like that that influence like when we talked about. Um, uh, that seventy show. I mean, like that whole show is set in the seventies, but like how much of like an impact Star Wars and then Luke specifically had for the character Eric Foreman on that show, and like how it kind mm-hmm. of, you know, that even like was like a big pinpoint, like a lot of the storytelling in that show sometimes too. So I, I think it's interesting, just like, um, how, like where it's gone to, like where it may go to, um. And then kind of wrapping up, is there is there anything else about Luke Skywalker that we haven't talked about yet that you'd want to speak on or bring up before we close out for this episode, Adam or Mike? Yeah, I just, uh, it's really just Mark Hamill's performance and just kind of knowing what I know about him, you know, in real life too. It's just, he, he kind of exemplifies that that hopeful person, you know, just, mm-hmm. he, he, just retaining that positivity, even, even when you screw up, even when you misstep, you know, right. I think that that's, that's kind of why he, he and Luke, you know, they've become intertwined one because, you know, like it's his most famous character that he's played, but two, because they share a lot of similarities. And so the fact that he kind of embodies that character, you know, in and out of the movies is uh, really special to me. Yeah. Agreed. Cause you, you seldom see, reports, pictures, posts, whatever, of people meeting him being like, wow, he was an ass. You like, you just don't really hear about that. You hear so much like, oh, he was great. He posed however you ask. He does all the, he has fun with it. He, he imbibes like what you want when you meet someone from like these type of roles. Like I've heard like Harrison Ford just like won't talk about Star Wars with fans and certain times i've like alec guinness was just embarrassed to be in star wars and he's but mark hamill and carrie fisher too were 
they're just like, yes, come talk to me. They give you like, you're welcome by like, you're, they don't try and shun you and make you feel bad for loving their character, loving their work. And the, then you got the whole character of Luke being the everyman, being the tangible one. Like, okay, I can see myself in that role. Not like, okay, he's a space cowboy. I, I can't be that. He's a Wookiee. I can't be that. Like, like her growing up, you could. No, nah, hair doesn't grow that fast. Not you. <laughs> but yeah, that's just, I, it's just a great character and great person who played him. Whether you enjoy like whether his performance is Oscar worthy or not, like he, you can't picture Luke Skywalker without Mark Hamill. I and we almost had to <laughs> because of the car wreck. Yeah, I kind of I kind of went a different way. And I do yeah. I do kind of like how they wrote that into Empire Strikes Back with like the mm. Wampa swiping out his face to kind of give a, a reason for why he might have had the scarring on his face there. But yeah, I I I love the character of Luke Skywalker and like you were saying too, like our one of our former guests, uh, Kayla from uh, Geek Death Out. I guess she had gone to the there's a con in San Francisco this past weekend or so. Mark uh, Campbell, yeah, yeah. It was there, and she got to get a photo with him there. That's that's like when when they do like the the cons with like where you can do like the photo ops and stuff like that. That's like on my like bucket list of of the people that I'd I would love to meet. Like right there with with Michael J. Fox, uh, Mark Hamill, Michael J. Fox, or like kind of like tied for two of the people that I would love to the only thing that stinks about photo ops though is that as opposed to like when you do like the autographs with with those with them is that photo ops literally you get like they pop you in there it's like two seconds there's a photo and then you're done like sometimes with the autograph you get at least like a minute to talk to the person at least right so that's it is what it is I guess with that because they got to so many people that have to get through those things but that's right. again showing like his cultural impact too and like a lot of the times when he's at one of these cons you can see like how long the line is going to be for him or like mm. how, how packed a panel is going to be for him talking about he could be in there t talking about literally anything people would go in there and listen to right. him talk because he's just like a cool dude um even if he does spell his name wrong so you gotta, you gotta spell, spell the C, not, yeah. not, the, not, the, not the K. Uh, I think if you meet him, you should tell him that. Yeah. <laughs> there I, you I, go. Well, I, I did that joke with, um, with, uh, what's his name? Mark. What the hell is his freaking name? Oh, the guy that played Jacob on Lost. Okay. His name's Mark, and I feel bad. <laughs> He's also Lucifer on Supernatural. Yeah. I know what he looks like. I just can't think yeah. of his name. Well, if he spelled yeah. it with a C, you might remember. Yeah. There you go. He spelled, he spelled it with a K. Uh, but yeah, like anyways, I just, I think that like the character of Liz Skywalker is important. Uh, the, the, what the character has done for like storytelling and films over like the past 40 plus years has been, you know, amazing. Mark Hamill, uh, whether it's as Luke Skywalker or as the Joker or just himself has been 
Oops. Little, little didn't, gold didn't, didn't mean to do that one. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think that just kind of, there's <laughs> not really a way to, to uh, there you go, Mark Pellegrino <laughs> was the character. I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's hard to put in words, but I think, I think we've all kind of said exactly why we like him so much, but Luke Skywalker, awesome character, Mark Hamill, cool guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agree. So, uh, with that, that'll wrap it up for episode 60. Uh, so where can they find you online, Adam? Yeah, I'm on the, if you uh, want people to find you. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't find me. No, it's, uh, yeah, on, on the socials, uh, I'm on blue sky, uh, at Adam Malloy dot, you know, bsky.social, uh, Twitter, uh, at Adam J Malloy, Instagram and threads, Adam dot Malloy. Just kind of do like a Google search of my name because it's different on every single social plus a website coming soon. Um, and yeah, so it's uh, M-O-L-L-O-Y for anybody listening and not seeing it. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Very nice. Uh, Fun fact, in a lot of scripts I've written, I love using the name Malloy. I don't know why. Yeah, it's, I, oh, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, it's got a good ring. And I, I like my name, too, because it kind of it's just one word. It's just Adam Malloy. So. Or was it Mike? It was like Lucius Mal- Malloy, or I don't. Know. There was one, yeah. There was one character like in a short film that we did that Mike was like Malloy, I something. I don't. Yeah, I just like the name. Yeah, he Malloy uses it a lot. lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I just yeah. I got yeah. it from The Simpsons, and I just ran with it. Oh, yeah, if you're was... if you're writing like like a gruff Irish cop, it's it's really great. Yeah, M- Malloy Pudgenowski. There you go. That's what, that's what the name that's, was. That's great. That's right. And that sounds like a disgruntled uh, Irish guy. Malloy, yeah. Malloy Puchnowski. <laughs> yeah, he was... He was, day, uh, he, was day, he was day from retirement. <laughs> no, he was uh, a gimpy villain who uh, had an illegitimate son. And he... Because of his disability, he manipulates people into doing things for him the only way he can. Uh, that that was his character, inspired by Lloyd Forbes. If you remember him, shout out Lord For- Forbes from <laughs> Auburn, New York. Um, uh, you guys, if you can leave us a review on the podcast catcher of your choice, if it allows you to do so, helps us out a lot. Uh, you can find the show on social media at uh, on Twitter and Blue Sky at Holdapod, Instagram Holdapod, Facebook Holdapod, YouTube Holdapod. Uh, and then Mike and I are also on all those places, Instagram, Twitter, Blue Sky, at our We're here, we're there, we're Yeah, you can call us Roy Kent, just don't call us late for dinner. Uh, but, as always, we are grateful to George Lucas for creating the Star Wars universe. Oh dear, thank the maker. <laughs> <laughs>